Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad and overall, overall badass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio, Radio. With your hosts, host, Dave, Dave and Sean. Radio. Um, Sean has returned and back for show 200. Number 200. 10 years in the making, and you've been around for a good portion of it because we've been doing really good. The last season was really amazing. And Sean has promised to bring in some more great guests, and we have one with us today who you're going to hear on another episode in a couple of weeks. Um, Mr. Fury is here right now. We're talking outtakes with Fury. All right. And um, now, you wanted to say a little bit about yourself? Well, it's really nice to be back on the show, even though nobody's heard our first show yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was important. This was important, this one. (laughs) So, this was, uh, yeah, 200th episode. I'm I'm honored to be uh, a part of the anniversary gift there. That's that's really kind of nice. I like it. And let me let me do a shameless plug. While Absolutely, here. outtakes with Fiori. New episodes are now on Vimeo. So if you go to Vimeo and type in outtakes with Fiore, uh, you can get a. I think there's about a half a dozen, six or seven of them up there, uh, and you can actually watch the whole show. This is the first time we've gotten the show outside of the Pittsburgh, uh, Greater Pittsburgh market. So excellent. That'll be pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Actually, Sean, you had another. Uh, we should throw this out. Your, your brother had some happiness. Wasn't there some fa- happiness in the family recently? Some congratulations, due? Oh yeah, he had a baby girl. Had his third child. He listens to us, right? What's that? He listens to us, right? Oh yeah. Oh, uh-huh. well, congratulations. 
That was I thought it was under weird circumstances though. It wasn't somebody else's Whoa, whoa, what? Birthday. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention. Well, I thought that so, was heading south quick. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it does. A little no. play on words there. I like uh, to turn it dark quick. His uh, his uh, new daughter and his second-born son share the same birthday. They were born on the same day. It's wild. Yeah, it was really weird. That is really wild. Neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're coming to you not live on a snow day in Pittsburgh. It was really bad out there. I'm glad Sean made the trip. I'm glad Fiori made the trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Across the tundra. <laughs> Across the yard. <laughs> um, and uh, gosh, I don't know about you guys, but lately in Pittsburgh, I have to say this because I, I drive for certain, uh, certain companies for a living. Uh, tensions in driving have increased in the past mm. 15 years. There's less patience on the road. We've become more like L.A. and New York and Jersey. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed a difference, but I, lately, I mean, I, people are yelling at you now mm. from their car. I'm talking older folks, too. So I have senior citizens yelling at me for parking when I'm picking up another senior citizen. <laughs> yeah. You guys haven't seen this? Or no? I I haven't personally seen it, but I've seen it, I've seen it in, like, parking lots, people acting like, you know, crazy. Just I've like, seen it, and it's basically because people... Uh, are trying to be Samaritans. Hmm. And every time you're behind the wheel and you try to be a Samaritan, you inevitably cause extreme danger. Hmm. So you'll have someone coming up to any, uh, an intersection, you have the right of way, yeah. but they will slow down and they will stop because <laughs> they feel for the person who's on the side street trying to make a left-hand turn during rush hour. That's mm-hmm. a very and good point. And as a result... Everybody else behind gets jacked up. You start honking horns. And, you know, the guy's intention, I'm sure, was in a good place. But we all know about that road to hell. And nine times out of ten, here comes your sexist comment of the night, it's women. (laughs) Women do this. They feel a sympathy for other, you know, drivers. And they want to show that they're nice and kind and and they do this constantly, and it's just a pain in the ass. Did, no. did I mention Fury doesn't care what he says? And, no. And, <laughs> you know, and, and no. Disney came after him once. Yes. In a very famous battle. Yes. yes. Really? Yes. 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 I'm going to have to hear about that. <laughs> well, yeah, you will. Don't worry. In the yeah. episode. All around Finding Nemo is what I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The other episode that he's on, which will be coming up in yeah. up, and, up and Coming. I just had to know from other people in the area if they're seeing the same trend happen here i mean it's just on the increase and crazy i think distracted driving has a lot to do with it I, that's what i see guys girls alike they're on their phone oh i see people they, on their phones all the time they swerve swerve drivers yeah they're swerve drivers and they're everywhere because like, they're 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 um they're like well they're talking on their phone so whatever happens they're they're dealing with whatever's on the other end of that phone rather than making the left or the right turn and it's just crazy well this is why cars coming out now are are slowly becoming idiot proof. <laughs> My son just bought a brand new car okay. and you know, he loves it. It's his first car. So I went for a ride last night. We went down to a screening and I, I said, why don't you drive? So I get to see what this car is like. So we're driving down to the theater for the press screening. And if you veer slightly toward the center lane, alarms, mm-hmm. if somebody is stopped in front of you and you're not braking hard enough or fast enough, Alarms. Mm-hmm. I mean, along the ride, all this thing did was beep and buzz. And and then the best part is you come up to a traffic light. You hit uh, you know, a red light, mm-hmm. so you stop. And as soon as you stop, the car shuts off. 
Wow. Automatically. That's not We got to save gas and preserve the planet because, <laughs> you know, we might just all kill each other in 12 years. Does That's it... why we're going to fast trains and you'll all pay for it, not the wazoo, you know. You but, but the bottom line is, you know, and then, then you go, well, the light turns green, the car senses that the car in front of you has moved. I was going to ask that. So now the car automatically starts up again, and it <laughs> physically shakes when it starts up, you know? And, and then if you get behind somebody who's a creeper, you know these people? Oh, There's a red light, and they stop, but they stop like 16 car lengths from the car in front of them. <laughs> what is and that? they start creeping up slowly. Well, this damn car I'm in is having like a uh, on-off <laughs> orgasm as it's shutting off, turning on, shutting off, turning on, every time the car moves, you know? You just want to get out and start smacking that guy. <laughs> You're so right, though. I mean, and just add phones and uh, and marijuana into the mix. Really, it's it is, it's, a, it's a bumper car show out there, folks. It really is. Oh my god. But yeah, that being said, I guess you really do see it. Uh, back to the lo- locality thing here. Uh, um, are you? I talked to Sean about this, but the smiley face killers. Are you familiar with this? Not you no. either. Interesting. Well, you know the Dakota James story, right? Here in Pittsburgh, the kid that disappeared off camera and they found him in the river? Vaguely. Really? Okay, well, it's part of a huge investigation right now. They mm-hmm. reopened it. They're making it homicide, homicide, not accidental. And they think it is a cult of serial killers because they find a smiley face near where the bodies are found. And there's, there's hundreds na- in the nation. I, no, now that yeah. you mentioned that, I do remember that. It's yes. on the Oxygen Network. They're on part six this Saturday. But mm. creepy stuff and hits very close to home. Sarah Wick was on it. And he's in. The, he's involved in the investigation. It's it's really it's it's wild because the family now moved here to pursue it, and it's it's creepy as hell. It really is just that because they find them and then they find evidence that they were murdered, not drowned, but they were murdered days before on land and then thrown into a body of water. Hmm. So yeah, watch that one, folks. It's and creepy. what's the point of the smiley face? The smiley they they, they find the si- upside down smiley face. So sometimes there's a smiley face near the body. So somebody is spray painting them near where the body's found. They want to be. They want them. They want you to know it's a cult. Or so they're saying a serial killer. They're cult. happy this person is dead. Yeah, there's no point behind the sun. It's just that's the only thing they can tag mm. all these two. Plus the fact the age range. They're all male, mm. and um, they're found at night. They get they get abducted by themselves. Wow, it's really creepy. Yeah. But it hit close to home. There's four, uh, three or four in Pittsburgh that it happened, and two in Ohio. Are happened. they are they going after young kids? They don't know. They have no clues except that they think it's a cult so that's something else to look out for locally folks yeah Yeah. but we have fury here for a reason too and he invited me to this screening and i I, sean just watched it too the Mm -hmm. lords of chaos yeah what what did you get from that sean yeah the the trailer (laughs) well that you know (laughs) no wait a minute did you watch the movie or watch the trailer i watched trailer i watched the trailer oh yeah we're both guilty of the trailer okay i didn't i didn't see the movie Okay. I don't know if I got the screener. But you didn't, I, no? The, yeah, I, I thought you know. just watched the trailer. Okay. I did I did watch the trailer. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's about black metal from where? Norway. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Infamous. Yeah. You know, I've always heard stories about um, you know, how black metal bands started and uh, something along the lines of, you know, they play a show and they kill each other at the show or <laughs> it's very violent, mm-hmm. you know, or they they go on to murder people or whatever, but You mean not uh, like biting a head off a bat? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> no, not. But <laughs> you thought it was rubber. <laughs> <laughs> 
You no, mind that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> These crazy cats, no, they, they're burning churches and stabbing each other. Now, there was a, I was telling you guys earlier that there's a, uh, you could watch a documentary. I don't remember what it was on. It was so long ago. Uh, it might have been, oh, it was on early Netflix days um, on black metal. And it, this was a documentary. Now, Fury, K- Lords of Chaos. This is not a documentary, but made to look like one? Well, I think, uh, you know, that's where they made their mistake. They, oh. they had the opportunity to turn this into a really good, nice horror gem, or they had the opportunity to make it a, a, a documentary, and they they could never get both feet in either camp, and as a mm-hmm. result, the movie suffers. But before I go any further, what do you, Sean, think... <laughs> Of this black metal music, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's it's not my thing. <laughs> and you, David? I um, I dabbled in it, and I liked some things when I was younger, and it it, it evolved into other music too. But to go and listen to it now, I really don't have much interest in it. But I shouldn't say that. I'm interested in seeing what the theatrics and see what goes on. I will give anything a listen. But yeah, it's not currently my thing right now. Okay, let me let me. Then go into my next rant. (laughs) I can listen to almost anything. Yeah. You know, I I may not listen to it long, but, you know, I'll give anything a listen to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this movie comes out, and they had some pretty big studios behind this. Um, Really? Yeah. Well, 20th Century Fox was, was... tossed into this it, it, they're one of the studios that co-produced this and the other ones the the main one scott free production and surgeant media those are the ones that are the uh, the biggies but fox managed to get into this so what they do for those of you who aren't official bona fide film critics <laughs> they send us a lot of information about these films before we can you know before we watch them and a critic has the ability to either go ahead and scan this stuff or wait until after the movie depending on what it was In the press materials for this uh, movie, they use the term black metal. They use the term death metal. Mm, And sometimes they use the term black death metal. (laughs) So, you know, when I'm reading all this stuff, I'm under the impression that these terms are interchangeable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) No. I found out they're not. So I go and I write my review, and in my review, I refer to it one time as black metal, and then the other times as death metal. I can't tell you, within 24 hours after I posted my review, I had some of the most obnoxious, repulsive people contact me through the internet. That's our people, Sean. You know, and and these guys were complete, like, utter, you know, one was so upset because I didn't understand that don't you know death metal and black metal are two entirely different categories whatsoever. They don't meet anywhere. They don't have anything in common. And I'm like, who gives a flying rat's ass? Because I'm reviewing the movie, you know? And here's what I'm... I'm talking about lighting. I'm talking about special effects. I'm talking about cinematography and acting. I'm talking about scripting. Story. You know, death metal, black metal. And then one person got so upset. 
you know, you can't put these two together. It would be like putting blues with rock. And I went, what? That's what I said. (laughs) What the hell, dude? You know, I'm going to find out where you are. And I'm coming. It's from Norway. You know, like I'm worried about we're going to be invaded by Norway or something. You know, People well, just got we, we violent. Do have, we do and, have listeners from there. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're getting all kind of jumping ugly and, and, and upset there because, you know, the, the, look, the studio, 20th Century Fox, which is no longer Fox, okay? Uh-huh. It was bought out and is now owned by my good friends at Disney. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you guys have any complaints, direct them toward Disney because they sent me the press material that interchanged all of those terms. And then one one putz actually got on and said, you know, you should do a little research into the music before you write your review. And I told him right back, I said, I'm not here to give history music lessons. It's, it's about the movie. I'm here yeah. to write about the movie. And I could have researched this up the wazoo. It wasn't going to change my review. Wow. So they missed the point completely. <laughs> a violent crowd. <laughs> he he a, stops. <laughs> a violent. Yeah, we know about these people. You know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you know, the, the people in the movie... <laughs> or assholes. <laughs> and now I get this kind of response from just doing a review. You know, so I'm trying to think now, does this type of music just spawn? I don't know. Well, you might have made your point. Yeah, I mean, it can. But usually it's supposed to sedate the anger, give them a place to go. At least, Sean, that's what I grew up with. I don't know. I'm afraid uh, to go into a church now. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't know. You, you you listen to some death metal in your time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, no. Black metal. It's, I know, you can't I know. say death metal. We, we know. Believe me. Yeah. You know, you, there is. There are those subcategories. But what type? We, <laughs> we have to be. We tread lightly. So I, I can appreciate some of the music. And that's what I always fall back to. I like maybe some of the music. I can appreciate what they're doing, the musicality, how hard it might be to, mm-hmm. to do some of that stuff. But I can't get into the vocals. And especially like these you know these different kind of black metal bands that are like you know they have this like or whatever i just yeah the screechy voice that's not my thing yeah where they're like a goblin or you know it's a demon Mm. or whatever it borderlines on nonsense it does no they they take that very seriously the one the one response i got uh, well i mean the gibberish the guy (laughs) really was trying to explain the difference to me and he told me that death metal is just like metal on steroids it's a real Mm -hmm. hard driving metal but black metal is to honor and praise satan and its songs in his uh i don't know some kind of homage to him or something like that it's been been around a long time he was he was really getting into it i mean going into the you know <laughs> I thought I was in uh, one of Simon R. Green's Nightside novels for a minute there. <laughs> what the hell? It, it, <laughs> it's cultish. It, I mean, it, it is music based around cults. I, I mean, yeah. but sometimes it's just that kid that throws in something to piss off his parents. You know, a lot of times I, I don't know where to draw the line. I've no, I know a lot of people have listened that listen to it, and you'd be surprised, like who, and it's just their thing when they're working out or whatever. Um, I, there's been a few I've listened to, but. I, it's it's not the genre I would you know go to, uh, but so the movie itself now again these are so it was all acting there was no documentary. Was... Well, no, there were no real people in there. I mean, they had a bevy of stars and what have you, and well, and you know the okay. movie comes right out in the very beginning and before the the screenplay unfolds, uh, 
while they're showing the beginning graphics, they actually come out and say, loosely based on true events okay. and lies. That was my question. Okay. So, you and know, I, I, like I mean, <laughs> they're coming right out and telling you, look, we're going to stretch this a bit. Yeah. And uh, uh, there were a lot of people, I guess, who thought that this was uh, a history lesson. And, uh, hmm. you know. Uh, if it was, they got a problem in Norway, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably true, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that music, I, it's always, when you have those festivals in Europe, Sean, you know that there's always, like, that list with death and black metal, mm-hmm. you know, along with the speed metal guys. And But, yeah, that, that's always been there. Um, they They usually warm up the stage. But then you have, wait, what's a huge black metal fest? There's another one. It's really big. It actually comes, I think, to Ohio. But it is all black metal. Um, the last one that came around was like two years ago. I've never, no, I, I never heard I, of that. Yeah, it's it's a smaller event. But yeah, there's there's an audience for it, Fury. I, I can't believe they came at you, though. Oh, I, I mean, and, and here's the best part. They weren't even criticizing my review of the movie. Right, they missed that. Okay, it wasn't like they said, "Well, you missed this, you know, nuance, or you missed this part in the script, or you know, you misunderstood the ending." No, they they just didn't like the term switch. <laughs> uh, but just uh, Rory Culkin is in this. Oh, and that's right. Emery Cohen and Sky Ferreira. They're probably the the three big names. Jack Kilmer's also has has a role in this, but they're playing the uh, the main people involved. And it was written by Dennis Magnuson and Jonas. Uh, Ackerland, I'll probably hear from people from Norway saying, you said Ackerland one. But, it, <laughs> but anyway, it's based on the book of the same name, but it's very loosely based on the book of the same name. I mean, it's not... Interesting. Uh, uh, there's a book, okay. Hmm. Um, I like Rory Culkin. He does a lot of low-budget horror stuff, too, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. So that maybe he got a good paycheck in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, well, he got the he got the lead part, so... He, that's him, okay. Yeah, Aronimus, yeah. Can't tell. I mean, not in the trailer, anyway. Yeah, no, that's, that's him. Right. How long is the movie? Like, two-hour run, or...? You know, it goes a little bit longer than it probably should. Uh, uh, you know, your ideal film, I've always said, is 90 minutes. Yeah. You start pushing that 90-minute envelope, you're you're getting a little... Yes, especially a horror movie. And, and you got to remember, that's the, not really a the movie, main but... reason movies started going over, and, you know, very few people know this, but the main reason movies purposely were pushed to go over two hours was because of the VCRs. Oh. You know, <laughs> back in the day, most movies were about... 90 minutes or you know if you had an epic that was that was different uh but with vcrs people were making copies of movies and you can get two hours on a vcr uh, hmm. those who you used to be able to get six no 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 six uh, deteriorates Stretching the quality it, yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't give you a good picture right, and it right. doesn't retain but oh, if, if yeah. you used standard play you could put a two hour so what people will do uh producers they would purposely push their movies to uh past the two-hour mark so that uh, people couldn't fit it all on one tape. Yeah. Now, if you had a diehard who wanted to go and buy two tapes and then add it to their collection, but it seemed kind of silly to have a tape mm-hmm. with only 15 or 20 minutes on it. you know. And, and the first, more trivia for you, mm-hmm. the first big producers to do that were the Broccoli's, Chubby Broccoli and <laughs> his James Bond stories. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, okay. because those were one of the uh, uh, genres, the, the movie types that were being purloined and then you know sold mm-hmm. on a street and what have you. Uh, what they now call piracy. <laughs> so as a result, uh, the Broccoli's were one of the first. They would always push their Bond movies to go anywhere from two hours and ten to two hours and fifteen minutes long. Huh. 
Interesting. Yeah. You know, you're schooling us here. I like yeah. that. I didn't know I that. I didn't know that either. He was around because he used to buy all your Godzilla movies on uh, VHS, right? Yeah, and they were always, you know, an, he's hour, a, an hour and a half, nine Godzilla guy. Yeah, he, he's so. a Godzilla uh, guy, too. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Love Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget whether or not I know we watched Shin Godzilla. Did you see that one? Yet? I did I see the Shin. In fact, they sent me a screener for that. I got the to see it before it came out what'd you think uh, oh it sucked oh you didn't like it i loved it it seemed like it was but there was a large excuse to not move the monster just because he was like in hibernation the whole time but that's what most people were saying well the people that like it really liked sean Mm. likes it and uh (laughs) i I like the godzilla parts i don't like all the um the political uh well that's basically in japan yeah well it was basically like a um what was it a uh like a uh an event gone wrong, like they did a bad job of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I got a kick out I'm of all. I'm not describing the, it right, but, but like all the uh, I guess their archetypes. It was just the groups and the cults of people that were trying to figure it out. They were making fun of themselves the whole time. It seemed. I don't know. Maybe that's what I got from it. I but. think it was a pretty big statement as to how Japan wants its independence away from all these treaties that it was forced uh-huh. to abide to after World War II, and I thought that came through pretty pretty clear that they mm. didn't want other countries uh having a say so over how they act within their own borders mm. which is which is basically the dilemma that they find themselves in so well, all right. uh, i mean from that aspect it, it had that but if you go back and look at godzilla 1985 which is sometimes mm-hmm. called godzilla reborn mm-hmm. uh it's basically the same story except they took out the super x oh hmm. really yeah I'm have to I mean, Godzilla follows the same path in that story as he did in Shin. And so what they basically did was they rehashed an old script, uh-huh. added all the political stuff to appeal to the Asian market, uh, and uh, and Interesting. added this new Please. Godzilla with mandibles and lasers coming out of his tail. Tell me that you, you do you own Godzilla 85? Because I've been yes. trying to see that since. Uh, and not yeah. only do I have it on Blu-ray, but I also have it on VHS. So, oh. <laughs> is it is it an import? <laughs> no, no. Wow, I, that was a, to, I'm just very hard have to movie go to find. find. That was a really? hard, it still is in conventions. Very hard to find. Really? Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break here, folks. We got to play a song from our buddies Dragline. Which song were we gonna play? Uh, she put the devil on me. Yeah, good tune. Good tune. These are good guys, and you saw them live, right? Yeah, they're local from uh, around where I live, and uh, yeah, they're they're a, a Motorhead kind of meets dancing sort of band. So yeah, very I good. think even Fury would like that. Yeah. All right, folks. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll give you right back.
Actually, Sean knows exactly what happens off the air. <laughs> All the best. Interesting conversations happen off the you air. You know, it was very good music, I got to say, but you guys really missed a pretty heated de- debate inside the studio. Here. Yeah, that was uh, that was. Uh, she Put the Devil on Me by Dragline. You can find them on Reverb Nation and Bandcamp, preferably Bandcamp. Money goes right to the artist. Uh, yeah, so they were, we're still carrying on with the Godzilla thing that kind of took over the Lords of Chaos. Yes, it did. Um, it really did, because uh, Sean is a huge fan. And what was the last question that you, you, you had about the new... I was asking about the new legendary pictures, uh, uh, Godzilla, King of All Monsters, or whatever they're titling it. Um, what do you think of that? Does that look good to you? Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be fine. I'm To be honest with you, I'm very disappointed that Gareth Edwards is not doing the uh, movie. Did you like the first one? I did. I liked. I, did. I liked the way yeah. he approached it. I liked the way what he did with it. I thought it was pretty good. And, yeah, we could uh, all agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I, again, people are missing this. But one of the reasons they lost Edwards on the because he was all he was all for it. He wanted to do the whole the whole package. Uh, but one of the reasons he. Uh, he did bow out of it and 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 walk away from it was because of all this litigation between the three studios hmm. you know and he just said you know what he just come off of making probably one of the best star wars movies since the original trilogy mm-hmm. when he, I think when we he could helped, agree on that too when he helmed yeah. rogue one i mean i mean oh, the rest of yeah. the stuff has been junk you know but he came in and did uh 
did that, and uh, uh, you know he's riding high, and now he's going to be caught in the middle of these three companies, uh, you know, bickering in courts and and possibly lose other jobs. No, he you know he said I can't I can't be doing this, hmm. and that's why they lost them. So anytime you get a new director and a new person writing it. I'm a little skeptical. Uh, what I've seen in the trailers looks pretty good. Uh, it's almost like a reverse of the uh, Godzilla, all giant monsters, all out attack. That one, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, but instead of Godzilla being the demon Godzilla with the uh, with the eyes, he he now apparently is the defender, and everybody else is the uh, uh, the demon. What what huh. is really amazing in this is that people are tearing apart the trailer looking for hidden clues because they think there's going to be more monsters in it mm-hmm. than Rodan, Mothra, Ghidra, yeah. and Godzilla. And uh, so I put a call into Warner Brothers, and I have a rep down there. And naturally, you know, well, we're not allowed to say anything, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but but I did manage to, to squeeze out of him that basically uh, the production company has the rights to use Godzilla, uh, Ghidra, Mothra, and Rodan. Mm. They don't have rights on any of the other monsters. So no, no Angiris, huh? So, uh, you know, they're saying, well, you know, this is Baragon and this is uh, yeah. Angiris or, you know, this is going to be this guy and this is going to be that guy. Uh, huh. The studio won't stand on it. They they claim they got those. Now, if there's more monsters in there, there's nothing saying that Warner Brothers right. are legendary can't Create make up own. something. Sure. I mean, they made up that Muto thing. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. Not bad. Not bad. So, hey, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, officially. You know, I heard rumors about them wanting to tie it in with Pacific Rim at some point, too. I thought that was... Mm-hmm. That's know, a stretch, but it could that's have a bit, That's a big stretch. I don't know that Del Toro yeah. that second, would go for that. The second. The, uh, Pacific Rim mm. was just awful. Pacific yeah. Rim 2 wasn't Oh, that good. was so bad. Yeah. Like, they went out of their way to be bad. Um, I wanted to ask you, again, since this is our 200th show, music is very important to us. We hit the Lords of Chaos. I'm curious what you thought on um, Bohemian Rhapsody, Fury. Um, I just watched it. And did you like it? Enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the best thing ever. Like it was good. I think I, to be fair, the Blu-ray or the DVD has the full show that they did at Live Aid mm-hmm. that I watched live. Mm-hmm. And I think if I if that was in the film where I really thought that's how it was going to end and it didn't, it just ended. I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, um, it does just end where you think it's going to be this great ending. And I wanted more, didn't mm-hmm. get it. So now I have to buy the Blu-ray to see the concert. Meh. Um. <laughs> I actually maybe will help you with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> anything is appreciated. Then Don't. maybe I'll give it two thumbs up. Don't say anything. Okay. Anyway. No um, one's listening anyway. Did you think... <laughs> Except those guys in Norway that are going to start sending exactly. me emails again. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> These guys were talking about black metal and death metal. <laughs> <laughs> They're idiots. They actually, I, sh- I should tell you, listenership is up. I could show you the stats. You're not, yeah. <laughs> we're doing good. 200 shows in. Ten, we're 10 years in. So, yes, we're in doing Norway? all right. You got Nor- stats for Norway? Got weird ones. Philippines. Uh, but honestly... The meat of it is here and over. We have some in Europe as well. Well, since you brought that up, I'll tell you that naturally my audience, uh, the internet audience, is big in America. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, we're all Americans, right? (laughs) America. America. (laughs) But, you know, fighting constantly for second place uh, in my viewership is Russia and the UK. Wow. Okay. The people in the UK absolutely despise me. <laughs> they do. They Great. have a movie. That's o- our other target. Audience. They have. They have a. Uh, they have a uh, a 
a newspaper over there called The Guardian. Uh-huh. I, I know of it. This yeah. thing is the most socialist, liberal, progressive rag you could ever think of. I mean, if they actually reported real journalistic news, everybody's their head would explode like in scanners. You know, it doesn't happen <laughs> that way. And about four or five years ago, these jokers did a hit piece on me and never called me, you know, to say that they were doing it. So when it finally trickled across the pond and I got wind of it, I called over there right away, you know, and nobody knew anything. Nobody could say anything. You know, they shut down all the comments on the online so you couldn't, you know, come on. And and ever since then, the people in the U.K. seem to be sitting back waiting for my reviews to come out. Oh, boy. So that they can pounce on any little tiny thing that they could <laughs> find, you know, like the difference between black metal and death metal, you know, and then they come out of the woodwork. And, <laughs> I'm actually you know, glad we got got to the bottom of that and they really they started screaming and everything but i have i have one uh agency uh, i think it's it's something like a a pr agency i'm not sure which mm-hmm. that um is in italy and they discovered me somehow and every time i put out a review they uh they grab it and they they throw it on whatever it is they throw on over there, and they put the Italian subtitles underneath. Mm-hmm. So, they got, so I think that's really cool because that's that's cool. <laughs> that cool. And then years and years and years ago, they came out with a movie called Ninja Assassin. Uh-huh. I don't mm. know if you guys remember that one or not. This movie was epic. I think okay? I do remember. It that was movie. fantastic, I and the, remember the kid they got to play the lead not only was a pretty good martial artist, but I guess he was a singer over in Japan. He was like part of one of these. <laughs> boy bands they had okay but he was great in the movie and i gave this movie you know 19 thumbs up i thought it was fantastic (laughs) you know the fight scenes were great and apparently i'm the only critic in the world that liked this movie you know everybody else just panned the shit out of it i remember that being good yeah and then but the people in japan appreciated the fact that I like this movie, so now they pick up my stuff all the time, and they get you know hey, they usually right. come in around third or fourth on the okay. on the viewing. They like our music, yeah, but some, I got to tell them. you that at no time, as long as I've been keeping records, has Norway even shown up on there. So <laughs> now they oh will. Well, let's see. We hey, should Sweden. we should probably pull this three sixty and wrap up Boards of Chaos. Um, so, do you recommend? I think you. Re- I think I'm going to see this movie no matter what because I am a metal guy. I yeah, I, I have to see it. Well, I-, I will. I will tell you this: you can go on my blog and read my written review, which you don't have to do because I brought it. Hey. You can actually read it. Yeah, uh, that kid's physical <laughs> physical paper. Yes. And the spot, yes, yeah, some of us still write. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 I do this all the time. We get CDs here, too. See, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the website is outtakeswithfiori, all one word, dot blogspot.com. And if you go on there and look up Lords of Chaos, you can find it. Now, if you go on the YouTube channel, you can see my video capsule critique on this movie. That will be at youtube.com uh, slash users slash write critic and make sure you capitalize right critic perfect okay and if you do that you can see that so i i i'll tell you to go there and you can read uh, my review but what i will do for you is i will tell you that they distorted this move uh this uh, story so much for the sake of cinematography mm-hmm. and, and the movies and and i have no complaint about that that's fine I, i'm glad they did it but they didn't go far enough. Ah, okay. You know, what they That's should what have is. done. Now I'm really intrigued. Yes, since mm. since they they 
took randomness to the max in mm-hmm. telling the story. They should have made the ending where there actually was a demonic influence over Ad- Varg, where he actually was uh-huh. a a uh, a true demon or what have, you. and they could have turned this into one of a. Uh, you know, like a a, a Blumhouse type yeah. horror oh, film, yeah. you know, yeah. or even the the good folks from Dread Central, they you know sure. one of theirs. They could have really turned this into a good horror movie. Yeah, and you might get some purists that say, you know, that's about our music, and you distorted it. Well, shit, they distorted everything in it, so yeah. why not? And it's why not, not it's, go the extra mile? It sounds like they sandpapered the ends too, just to make it fit in. So yeah, that's well, not so... that's when they went back to the documentary, and it was kind of like, ah, pff, oh, boo, know, a great chance. So when you guys either read the review or see the movie, and you you know, think about what I said. You know mm-hmm. that if they'd have just taken this and they'd have turned this guy into some real big, de- you know, have him turn like Gabriel Byrne did in <laughs> End of Days, you know, and just have him confront the the the, the law enforcement in the right. church and turn into this massive demon, it would have been fantastic. I yeah. love that movie. That's a good one. Yeah, good is. soundtrack too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sean and I spend too much time in here thinking about how potentially a movie was going to be good or an album was going to be good and how it could have been better. It seems we're saying that more often than not. And that's that stinks. But um, wait, what about this Suspiria? I'm wearing the shirt. Suspiria remake. Did it did it hit theaters or not? Oh yeah, yeah. Was it terrible? Because I own the box, like uh, director's cut, blah blah blah, thing. Um, was it good? Didn't you see it? No, no. It looked good. I, I can help you with that. <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down? I I'll just. Thumbs up and down. You have an up and down. Well, let me tell you that you can read my written review. Oh, uh, there we go. Actually, do that. Do that. We did that last time. You got to tease it. Yeah. Go go to go to outtakes of fury. Which one? I, I think I'm probably not giving too much away when I say that. Um, I think by the time, first off, it's too long. Ah, uh, they did it again. Yeah, two hours and 25 minutes or so. Does Goblin do the soundtrack? Uh, no, it's Tom York from Radiohead. Yeah. Is that a good or a bad thing? Oh, the soundtrack is... Oh. That's not the problem. I'm not a Radiohead head guy. The, I am. The problem oh, yeah, is... Yeah, you're, Sean you're, is. Yeah. You're coming into the final reel. And your final reel is... Usually it's 17 minutes a reel. So you're coming into the concluding reel. And I think, at this point, all the producers got together and said... You know, we told a heck of a story, but this is going to end flat. Oh, no. We need to pull out all the stops. And they did. They made a phone call down to the basement, and they called up the special effects and makeup guys. And they said, how much money do you still have in your budget? (laughs) All right, we're going to use it all. Bring it all up. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And, And the last, the reel of this movie, the last 17 minutes, it's like everybody just decided, you know what? Let's just go ape shit on this. <laughs> it just went nuts. And wow. You're, you're sitting in the theater and you're going like, what in the hell is going on? It's wow. just like from everywhere. And it's, uh, yeah. I'm so in. <laughs> okay. It's kind you of interesting. Sold, you sold me on that one too. But yeah, go to go to his his page to read that one, man. Out, outtakes with Fury. Read the review on Suspiria. Now I got it. I can't believe I missed that one. Did you like the original? I'm a huge fan this of the kid. original. But when I was a kid, you remember the 70s. Uh, I, I I did like it. Okay, it, this one. There's a certain creep factor that I just. I, I mean, okay. Sean, yeah. help me out here. <laughs> well, I was going to ask him a different question. Oh, okay. He's not, <laughs> Sean's not here to help me at all. <laughs> no, you. Uh, who are you? <laughs> what? Go ahead. Do I know you? <laughs> I was going to ask you did you did you get a screener for uh 
Alito Battle Angel yet. Oh my god. The James Cameron movie. Uh I went and saw that. They had a press screening for the for critics. Um uh, and, and you know, I say that term loosely because I've outlived all the critics that were in this town. There really are no film critics in this town anymore. The you newspapers that, got so small, they fired everybody. The yeah. last one they had was Barbara Van Cherry, and she's, I don't know what she's doing now, knitting somewhere or something. <laughs> but Ed Blank is gone. George Anderson's gone. They're, you know, all the good guys that were uh, the, the new film and knew how to do reviews, they're all gone. And, and basically, when they have a, a press film critic screening here in Pittsburgh. There's me, and then there's a bunch of bloggers who somehow got to know somebody, or maybe, yeah, I don't know, did some sexual favors for them. They get <laughs> they get brought into the screening, you know? And you look at these people, and you go, who the hell are you? You know, <laughs> what the hell are your credentials all about? Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. That's but, right. <laughs> sorry. Did that answer <laughs> your question? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got way off the track there. That's right. I, I even forgot what the hell you asked me. <laughs> that's, that's why I have you in here, to get you off your track. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I ran it off. Oh, but uh, we were talking about Alita. So anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I forgot too. <laughs> anyway, I went. I went to the press screening for this, and th- this is one thing I got to say: the the company did this upright. I mean, you had Robert Rodriguez directing it, who's one of my favorite directors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, is that me that keeps doing? No, that, that was okay. me this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and you have a, the James place. Cameron, who is uh, is probably the tops for doing that motion capture yeah. uh, animation. So you had these two juggernauts there. And uh, when they they brought us in for the press screening, they showed it to us in IMAX 3D. And this thing is just amazing in really? IMAX 3D. You I know, mean, it's it's a beloved anime from way back. It I'll doesn't matter. Say. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is like the Ghost in the Shell thing, how a lot of purists hated that. Well, I liked it. it a lot. Yeah, I liked that movie. I see, I was, that was a good that. movie. Yeah. I got to I still have to watch it. But so the, I was worried about this one what they were going to do. I thought it, well, it was based on how do they pronounce that? Gum? Gundam. Gundam. Uh, well, Gundam. not Gundam, but anime, manga. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Anime. But it, it was uh it was what a way to see this movie. I mean, hmm. it was ah. And and, and I would recommend if anyone hasn't seen it yet and wants to. Look, go the extra nickel get it in IMAX 3D because wow. it is just spectacular. Hmm. I don't think I could sit and enjoy it watching it in standard. Um, mm. I'll give you a good example. This is probably a movie you never talk about on the show, but I'll bring it up because just last night I went to the press screening of uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 uh, The Hidden no. World. I'm in I line. Love... I want to see that. The okay. first movie was amazing. I like the first one and I can't find the second one anywhere to see it. Okay. So. I might be able to help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I, um, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw this movie, and you know the the studio reps there, and I said, you know, oh, we got our 3D glasses. Oh, it's not in 3D. What? Mm. It's not in three. It's animated. Yeah, uh, the first two were in 3D. Yeah, yeah, but we're not showing it in 3D tonight. This movie was so flat. Oh, yeah, no. you know what I mean. I mean the hmm. the movie. It, Obviously, it's a cartoon. Yeah. You know how to mm-hmm. say that. It's animated. It's an animated film. It's art. It's a cartoon. <laughs> and, and, and cartoons just lend themselves to three. And this movie had 3D coming out the wazoo. Yeah. I mean, everything's flying at the screen, flying past the scene. When they go into the hidden world, I'm sitting back there going, oh, my God, this would be you know mm. better than Aquaman yeah. if they had it in the... Th- and they didn't show it to us that way, see? Yeah. And that's the difference between a good quality studio and somebody like DreamWorks, right. who are too damn cheap to put out for the critics. 
and, and show it the way it's supposed to be shown. Mm-hmm. If I could have seen that in, in IMAX 3D, that would have been stellar. Well, there it is. I want to see that. But you I definitely, definitely want to see, see Alita that way. Alita's yeah. good. Okay, and, and if they put the Dragon movie out and see it in 3D. Yeah, I, I You got a favorite movie of 2019 so ooh, far? That's going to be tough. Or maybe last quarter of 2018? You know. we, have a show, we have a whole show of non-favorites. Non-favorites? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the last one we did, I did with you that they'll hear later on. Yeah, well, Bunch you of could, horror movies. You could put Roma in that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Walked out on that one. Ooh. Oh, okay. my God. That was horrible. Did you see it? No. no. Uh, don't waste your time. Okay, but what's a favorite then? Um, well, you know, of the movies that are up for the awards, uh, and I really don't go by those because I, I have my own list and they never jive, but one movie did cross over. One movie made my list of best films and also made the BFCA's list, of which I'm a charter member, and that was uh, Green Book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's not a scary movie. No, it looks it's interesting. A, it's just a drama, but it, it's very well acted, very well shot. It's, I, I saw very... I saw Star is Born, and I got to say, good, but not great. And, and one of the best movies from last year, and you guys will probably laugh because everybody else did, but I thought it was fantastic, was Hotel Artemis. No, I don't know. I didn't see that one It yet. was fantastic. I wanted to it. it was a movie that was made like... John Carpenter used to make movies uh-huh. oh, back wow. in the day. It's, mm, it, I miss it's that. like mm. Escape from New York. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, yeah, wow. right? Yeah. yeah, that's classic. And it's like that. And it's got a bevy of stars in it. You know, Jodie Foster's in it. Uh, Dave Bautista's in it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeff Goldblum is in it. Uh, I mean, you got stars coming out the wazoo in this thing. And uh, that's Sophia Boutella's in this, too. You know, uh-huh. she's. Uh, when you was see she the her, mummy in the last She was mummy? the mummy, yeah. yeah. Oh, when you okay. see her, and she was in, uh, she was in uh, John Wick 2, too. Yeah. But when you see her Atomic Blonde she alive, yes. When you see her in person, she's not particularly a striking woman. I mean, don't get me wrong, nobody in Hollywood is bad looking. I mean, that's <laughs> what Hollywood is all about. All these people look better than you. That's just the way it is. Uh but man, there's something about so when she gets on screen, she just the camera loves her and she just exudes this persona. Wow. That it's like, yeah. That you don't see in the mummy, I guess. A little bit. A little bit in there. Yeah, like when she's doing the sandstorm thing. Uh, That was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, she she looked pretty hot. I liked that movie. I I liked it too. Oh, and since you mentioned that, here I go ranting again. That's all right. I'm happy to report to you that the dark universe Mm. is back. As in? Wow. See? See, I love Dracula Untold. I thought that was a good movie. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I I I enjoy these movies. Well, that's not part of the universe what happened was when when legendary left warner brothers and went do you guys really want to know this or should we get to more music i want to know this okay Okay. no 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 no, no. (laughs) i love these characters so i want to know this yeah you do tell please when warner brothers uh lost legendary and legendary went over to universal the first thing universal said was we want to use legendary and we want to redo all of the Universal original monsters. Which was a great idea. Yes. So there were plans to do Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, the Mummy, and, my fave, the Creature of the Black Lagoon. Everybody knows that's a favorite of mine here. Yes. Absolute favorite. So what happens is they line up all these uh, people. They even lined up the stars and everything to go with it. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I, rem- I remember the shot. They did a yes, photo, a photo they shoot. did a f- yes, yes, really? yes. Oh, I miss this. And uh, the first movie to come out of the gate was The Mummy with mm. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So what happens is you get into this movie Hollywood political war thing going on. Uh, <clears throat> Tom Cruise had two movies coming out within three months of one another. One was The Mummy, and the other one was that political movie he did where he played the... Uh, the drug runner who started working for the CIA. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the name is escaping. Amer American made. Yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And he and and naturally it was a very anti-American movie. So the people in Hollywood loved this. And as soon as the Mummy came out, they blasted the Mummy and they said this movie is terrible. It's beneath Tom Cruise to do this type of thing. It's just horrible and yada yada. And then they praised American Made. And when that came out, it flopped. Yeah. Yeah. I went absolutely nowhere. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, mummy, I thought, was very good. And it introduced not only you know Tom Cruise as the mummy, who now is a mummy who's going to be like uh, an anti-hero, like Punisher. Sometimes he'll be Spawn. a good guy. Yeah. Sometimes he'll be a bad guy, you know? And it introduced Jekyll, who runs the... Mm -hmm. You guys did see this movie, right? I saw okay. it. Yeah, yeah it's a, it introduced Dr. Jekyll, who runs the... Yeah, Russell Crowe's. Yeah, yeah, Russell Crowe uh -huh. is. And anyway, because of the bad publicity, they threw on Cruz. And I mean, strong, strong. And it was Disney and it was Warner Brothers who teamed up to do this because this was the first outing mm -hmm. since Legendary had left Warner Brothers, the first big one. And they put out all kind of negative press and what have you. Well, the movie, I think, ended up making somewhere around $450 million. Which is not bad. I mean, you know, if you invest a hundred million and you make four fifty, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. But the studio wasn't, and uh, they took all the plans for all the rest of the movies. So stupid. And they threw them back on the back burner, and they said, "Ah, this dark universe, yeah, you know, it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna make us money. It's not gonna work." Well, That's I was talking just with crazy. the crazy. Yeah, I know. And I was talking with I'm the so people. I'm so sick of that shit. It happens all the time. I know. That's why we don't get good movies. I'm talking with the people at Universal the other day, example. and they said, the Dark Universe is back. I said, what are you doing? They've got Johnny Depp to play the Invisible Man, uh -huh. and uh, it's it's been greenlit. Oh, wow. So they've already started on the script and started doing preliminary uh, shooting for the thing. Okay. So it looks like now that the... Legendary has left Universal and gone back to Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. It looks like Universal is taking this baby under its wings all by itself, and it's going to revive the... You have Harvey A. Bardem, I think, who's going to do the uh, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That is so cool to hear yeah. that they're bringing that back, because I, I didn't. I hated how that ended. Yeah. It seemed like it... How could they fail? Well, I mean, it was, it really, it was yeah. chapter one, so yeah. you got to see the rest of the... And, and the Invisible yeah. Man is going to be next, and Johnny Depp is already signed up for it. Well, I'm glad to hear that's not yeah. in development hell. The one... Right. The one uh, yeah, you had a good... My example of development hell was the Vampire Chronicles, and now that's finally going to come to fruition on Hulu, I think it is, or something like that. One of the... You know the the uh, platforms like Netflix or whatever yeah. or something like that, but that was at Universal at one point in time. I think Ron Howard owned the rights to it. Um, uh, so Netflix is getting that, or you said Hulu? Hulu, I think, is getting that. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. anyway. I'm gonna have to wrap up this segment here because we got to play another tune, and I got to play a commercial. Yes, we got to pay the bills, folks. So help us do that. All right. And thanks for listening to this radio.
the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hey, this is Andy, Iana, and China. And together, we are Queens of NC17 wish you Kettle Whistle Radio Radio! A most excellent and delicious 200th episode! Congratulations! <laughs> yeah! yeah. Woo! Words to a song and that. Okay. Yeah, long hiatus there because we had a lot to talk about that you guys won't hear. <laughs> yes, if you're still with us to give us feedback on uh, some tunes we've been playing like we just heard Throwing Stones by Red Sun. Uh, from where, Sean? I think they're from Irwin, up around Greensburg. If uh, you're in the Pittsburgh area. If folks. you're if you're in the Pittsburgh area. Local band. What did you think of that, Fury? It was swell. It was swell, as in? Guitar players were playing Gibson Les Pauls. Hey. I'm happy. <laughs> That's the first thing you said. That's right. But good local stuff, good guys, and uh, yeah, we get to play their music, so we like that. But just straight out rock and roll, as far as I'm concerned. I think that I like, yeah. the, I like the, the vocals. You know, it's just, it wasn't like, you saw them live, so you have more to say about that. Yeah, I mean, they, they really put on a good show. A um, lot of, uh, they're actually producing that other uh, local band that I made friends with, uh, Dragline. Who you heard uh, earlier tonight. The, uh, the drummer from this band, I think, is producing their music. And they're, Dragline, if you, if, you know, you heard them earlier in the show, they're, you know, obviously more of a Motorhead kind of band. But this band is definitely in that rock vein sort of. Oh, yeah. Punky, maybe, you know, Metallica fans would like them, yeah. I think. Or just if you like rockabilly even, you can mm-hmm. just, that's not really a stretch. They're, they're, they're right up there with that. Um, yeah, just good rock and roll that I miss. Um, speaking of rock and roll, I want to see uh, where you guys stand on this. Have you been up on the, uh, the, the the Kiss Army battle that's happening right now? No, I don't know. Oh, it's huge. Go on YouTube. You can see this on YouTube where um, basically Ace Frehley is calling out Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons because uh, for slander. And various other things, um, because they were talking about how they will not let him and Paul, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Peter, Chris back on tour because they don't think that they could finish a full set. And um, Ace Freely fans like myself know that he's been in rehab. He's done. He's twelve years sober. Still, he's been playing for those twelve years. I see him in Greensburg once a year, and uh, he had a lot to say, including um, saying that Paul Stanley hit on his own, hit on Ace's wife. At one time, and his <laughs> wife was going to take him to court, and he's he pretty much says, and you have to see online what there's a description of everything. Um, he said, uh, 
you know, good luck with your uh, sexual offense charges and all of the pending uh, lawsuits coming your way. Wow. So it was just like just a sad ending. To <laughs> no it. holes barred. No holes barred. Uh, I, I found that out today because I was watching something with John Five. I didn't know John Five, you know, from Marilyn Manson, Rob yeah. Zombie. He opened for Kiss when he was playing with Lita Ford as an opening act. Oh, wow. That's where he was founded. John Five. Hmm. Like, Lita Ford? He's a virtuoso <laughs> guitar player. He was too good for Lita Ford's yeah. band. But anyway, that being said, I thought the Kiss thing was a little bit interesting. I don't know. Uh, Fiori, are you up on any of your music these days? You, pretty much what I throw at you. What'd you throw at me? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't... What, how do you feel about this Greta Von Fleet? I know me and Sean have something to say about Greta Von Fleet. You ever heard of them? No. You're not missing much. They're kind of like the new Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you pretty much. But they don't want to be Led Zeppelin. They sound. When I first heard their song on the radio, it was 105.90X local, you know, mm-hmm. alternative rock station, and uh, I went like, "Is the X playing Led Zeppelin?" And I'm a Led Zeppelin <laughs> fan. I, I love Robert. Exactly, Pan- I love yeah. Led Zeppelin. I lo- I really love Robert Plant's solo music. But but anyways. Like, we don't need are another they playing one. Led Zeppelin, yeah. and then I find out it's this Greta Van Fleet, and I'm like, "What? Yeah, that fun. sounds identical to Led Zeppelin." It's like a bunch of 18 year old kids, and they were on yeah. SNL two weeks ago. They were really? featured, yes. And I wasn't impressed. I mean, yes, they're tight. Can they play it live? Sure, but I don't need to hear it again. It's like I have my Zeppelin. I don't need it. I don't need it again. Yeah. Um, they're pushing too hard to ride the coattails of Led Zeppelin. So wow. when you hear it, you'll know. You'll know, um, but yeah, that's just my don't like of the new year, and I'm gonna, I'm sure they're gonna be everywhere, including SNL and everywhere else again. But um, yeah, so you heard them on the X, I guess that's where I heard them, or it might have been SNL, might have been the first exposure. I just heard of them before then. Eddie Trunk loves them, you know Eddie Trunk from VH1, mm. and oh, yeah, he. Well, if you listen to local radio, uh, Mark Madden, he mm-hmm. uh, he likes those that that band. I do listen to Eminem. Yeah, he's. Well, he gets me home at night. We'll just say listening <laughs> yeah. to him on the radio. Um, let's see. Something else I brought up with Sean. I don't know if anybody's heard of this one. The Louder Than Life Festival that happens in, in Louisville, Kentucky every year. It's I've a bourbon, it. whiskey, and metal festival. Hmm. And I apparently have been missing it for two years now. Uh, last year, I mean, I don't know how we missed this. Rob Zombie, Ozzy Osbourne, Incubus, Gojira, Prophets of Rage. But it's a huge whiskey fest in Louisville, Kentucky. I wouldn't mind huh. going to that. I'd like to go to that. Yeah. When is this? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> uh, it happened already, and they covered it on the Trunk Fest show this season. So it happened in the summertime, and we missed it. But now <laughs> we know it exists. Road trip. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, so we've been hitting up, thanks to you, Sean, this other band from Cleveland, Ohio. Frail. Yeah. And that's spelled F-R-A-Y-L-E. Yeah. Um, how did you find them? Um. Actually, uh, on um, Richard Patrick's Facebook page, and really? Richard Patrick from Filter, he uh, had, he was praising the band, saying he had this new great band or something like that. And uh, wow. so naturally, I'm like, okay, i got to go check this band out. And he's right. And he was right. Um, the music is uh, like doom metal, but, but they have <laughs> beautiful female vocals. And uh, it was it was a kind of music that I was always kind of searching for, mm-hmm. and uh, you know because a lot of like uh, the bands, you know usually, I, the vocals will kill kill it for me. The, mm-hmm. If the vocalist isn't good, or if I can't jive with the, what the vocalist is doing, no matter how much I like the music, it might turn me off. Well, I, I think Fury's so, on the same boat there with after seeing Lords of Chaos. <laughs> 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 you want that soundtrack, don't you? <laughs> I asked, I was like, do you think we could play some of the soundtrack? He's like, you don't want to play any of that soundtrack. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm still willing to listen to it, though. 
Um, you know, I, now that you brought that up, <laughs> I have to jump in here. I sense a challenge. <laughs> there are a plethora of Norwegian, and I'm going to cover all bases here, black death metal bands who, who add songs to this soundtrack. But the bass soundtrack for Lords of Chaos mm-hmm. is done by Sigur Rose. Oh, wow. And Sigur Rose, first off, they don't even come from Norway. They're from Iceland. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but That's a I, whole other story. <laughs> I like Sigur Rose a lot. I like them a I lot. I mean, I will listen to them like I listen to Pink Floyd. I nice. think yeah. they wow. originally toured with Radiohead, took them out on tour, I think. And uh, that's how I first heard of, well, my... I got to see them down at, uh, what's that little outdoor concert thing they have downtown? The A&E. Oh, A&E. A&E. Oh, yeah. A&E is good, yeah. yeah. It's good for the outdoor shows and oh, the indoor sta- shows. Stage A&E. Stage A&E, that's yeah. Yeah. me and Sean met there, actually. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good venue. I, like, I love the outdoor shows. I got to see Chris Cornell there before he died. But, um, yeah, that, that's an amazing venue. So you saw them there. That's yeah. an interesting mm. little... Yeah, okay. Good, good show. Damn good show. Yeah, that would, and, uh, would be a good show. You know, the songs that they do in the, in the soundtrack, you mm-hmm. can pick them out right away. Yeah. You know, you could say, yeah, that, that, that's Sigur Rose. That's you know? pretty cool. All yeah. right, nice. I like that band. Yeah. I never would have guessed you would have liked them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, big time, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely musically rounded, we'll say. Um, me and you, I don't know. <laughs> we we We're still, <laughs> not, me and Sean are like, you know, the rocks at the bottom of the ocean still forming, you know, just like. <laughs> I, I listen to anything. I, I try, like all kinds of music, but. It, it changes yeah. so much. And then it's like, it, we still have our, our basic bands, but they're kind of finishing now. Uh, now we're looking, some of them are com- coming back. I'm always looking for new stuff. So, like, I'll go down the rabbit hole usually of, you know, looking online. Find the band that you like. Okay, now, what are the similar bands? What do they sound like? And, you know, most often than not, they're they're not, you know, they're, they're not really similar at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually I ended up, you know, again, it goes back to... Might like the music, might not like the vocalist. You know, just can't drive with it. But that's that's but, how he got this gig. His very taste in music. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's introduced a lot of bands to the show. And not to mention, talking about what's old and what's new, we're going to go see Lords of Acid at the Rex Theater on March 10th, mm-hmm. and they're with Orgy, mm-hmm. Little Miss Nasty. I don't know, and Jenner Torturers, who are a classic, yeah, uh, goth industrial band. If you want to say that, yeah, Little Miss Nasty. Um, is I think that might be like mm-hmm. a. I'm thinking I was I think I was checking that out online. Mm-hmm. That might be this all girl like uh, stripper review kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. forgot. I, I could be totally wrong on that, but but we're go- we're gonna find out. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> and then um, of course Venus and Fur is a local. Oh, local yeah. band. We they're have to they're own big playing ups for all to them. That. They've played even locally in our neighborhood here over at um, Craft House. Oh, yeah. uh, we saw them there opening for a major act. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And hopefully, we're going to get them on the show. We think yeah. we're home too. We're going to talk. Um, but that's, yeah, we're going to. I'm there for Orgy that day. Yeah, that's a 90s band gone into the 2000s. I, I enjoy them. They're fun. Uh, they called themselves Duran Duran meets Star Wars when they first came out. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to check it out, and I had no choice because they opened for Corn and during all the Family Values tours. They're great live. They just had just a lot of inner struggles. Um, well, think. they have a. It's an all new band now. Yeah, I mean, except like the, the lead singer, the vocalist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had. To What's the other band that the the old band was in? That's that, that uh, in now. Oh, we always forget their name, and they're good. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I can't think. Yeah, of I know. Anyway. It'll hit us when the show's over. Oh, Julian K. Julian K. Yeah, that's it. Good timing on that. I like them. I like them a lot. They broke off into some. Uh, well, anyway, but anyway, that's Lords of Acid. I'm. That's going to be a treat for me. I've I never li- seen them. I like them better with Jay singing. <laughs> and um, on that note too, uh, when we come back from this next break, uh, Sean's got a little 
'90s back to the past rave situation he has to play for us. So. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> I, we're gonna we gotta get back into frail here now. Gwyn Strange is it Strange or Strang? Strang, I think. It's Strang. Yeah. It looks yeah. like Strang, but it could be Strange. We're gonna find out. We are going to find out. Yeah, we're going to interview. Yes, Gwen Strange or Strange from Frail will be on the show. Now, we also have, a, you, you mentioned Richie Patrick, a little filter um, crossfade there. Uh, we had uh, possibly Frank Cavanaugh, the bass player from Filter originally, is now, or the second album is now with Frail. Is that the yeah? He was there. He was Filter's original bass player, bass player when, when Richard and Brian Leesgang put, okay. put a band together. And uh, he, uh, uh, I think. He, uh, when um, Richard Patrick went into rehab originally with Filter mm-hmm. after the third album, uh, he ended up joining the military and uh, yes. going overseas. That's right. And um, that's and, right. He yeah. did do that. There was a show about that where mm-hmm. they pulled him on stage because they played for the vets. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, Man. Filter used to go over to Iraq yeah, all the time and do shows did. for the for the for the uh, yes the veterans. You know the people. Well, these are active local, duty local guys. Soldiers sort of makes good. Sort of local. Yeah. They're Ohio, though, right? Yeah, like, I think he's origi- they, they're he, well. The Patricks, I think, were originally from like the Cleveland area. Yeah, but they somewhere around. They there. never miss Pittsburgh if they can get here. I mean, yeah, you know Robert Patrick from the movies. So yeah, yes, but. Uh, yeah, I think Frank's maybe playing bass in Frail. Yeah, that's the way it so, looks in the video. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, right now, let's. Uh, you want to introduce the song there, Sean? Yeah, I think this con- this song's called uh, Let the Darkness In. Or I th- Yeah, it is. Is that, I, is that I, the right title? Did we sell you on this one? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we may have sold our movie critic on a song. But all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and play uh, Frail right now. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll get right back to you.
what do we have here? Kettle Whistle Radio, show number 200. That's unbelievable. Even though I haven't been on these airwaves for a long time, I still hold a special place in my heart for this podcast. I still remember our first episode. It, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> I really wish I could have been there in person for the 200th episode, but my voice will have to do for now. I'm currently out west working on a very exciting project that will premiere hopefully late spring, early summer, but I will keep everybody posted. It's super exciting now, and I'm sworn to secrecy. But I hope the 200th show goes excellent, and hello, everybody listening. Uh, I can't wait to listen to it, and hopefully the next time I'm on the show, which who knows when that will be, but I will have a very exciting concert experience to share. So, bye, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It is Critical Mass. Kettle Whistle Radio is having their 200th episode, and I am honored to be able to talk about the Kardashians. Why can't they be nice guys? I mean, Tristan Thompson, nice basketball player, but it's not the guy you marry. Why can't they just be the nice guy that'll stay with them and love them? That's all people want in life. They want to find someone that they can love and trust, and they can't find it. I don't know, maybe they're just too big. They're on top so much that people can't relate to them. They, 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 Maybe they're just insecure around them, and they feel like they can't live up to their standards, so that's why they have to go out and cheat them. That's all I can think of, because... I would worship the ground she walks on. Unfortunately, I'm a Jewish white man, and I don't think they like Jewish white men. But if they did, I think I'd have a shot. Now, the thing I want to talk about was I am so freaking psyched that Netflix is doing a Motley Crue movie. It has been needed to be done forever. Motley Crue is one of the greatest bands. I think Rat should have their own movie. I think there should be more movies. Instead of putting Rent on on NBC or, or Fox or whatever it's on, they should do a freaking rap musical. They should do a Molly Clue musical. They should do all kind of musicals like that. Forget these rent and all these hair and all this kind of stuff. Let's bring back the fans and let's hear their stories. Motley Crue, Quiet Riot, Van Halen, Pantera, uh, Judas Priest. That would be a good musical. Stuff like that. Also, I have a big problem with people cutting in line. That always pisses me off. People have no social races anymore. And if you hold a goddamn door for someone, say thank you. Because I will follow you until you say thank you to me. And I, another thing, why do people have to talk with their phone on speaker walking down the street? I don't need to hear their conversation. I don't want to hear what they're saying. How about you shut up and put on some headphones or do it in the privacy of your own home? I don't need to hear everything you're talking about. I don't need to hear about your last bowel movement. I don't need to hear what you had for breakfast. I don't need to hear, need to hear about a bad relationship with this kind of stuff. Leave it to yourself. And I'll tell you, the Oscars cut in four categories and putting back in a no host. You have to make this stuff relevant for me. You have to put somebody in there. The Rock would have been good. I think I think I think uh, I think you need a guy that's funny. I think Andrew Dice Clay should make a comeback. The Dice Man could be hosting the Oscars. You need somebody that's gonna that create a little bit of havoc because we live in a world that's too damn PC. You can't see anything anymore. You can't say anything. It upsets people. You have to be this and that. And people are bullies on social media anyway. You know what? Sometimes kids shouldn't get a goddamn award like these participation trophies. They don't, they don't mean crap. You either finish you finish first. You finish runner up. Other than that. 
tough nuggets, you don't get anything. I'm doing a podcast also. Let me plug my podcast. JD Talking Sports, drop the G on face. All right, folks, friends and fiends, that was Frail with Let the Darkness In. We're still here with Fury. I got Sean with me, and we're definitely <laughs> – he found something earlier today that's just cracking me up. Uh, this is while we were talking about what, Stabbing I, Westward, that you're going to that show, right? Yeah, I'm going to go to that show. Yeah, that's i, I got to find this again now. Oh. Yeah, Stabbing Westward, what's uh, old is what's new. And uh, what, what you have here, how do we explain this? It is a – a rave in progress from the 90s, or what a, a, a rave should look like in the 90s. Oh, here it is. <laughs> back, back to the past is the Facebook page, and there's a thing here called Kids. This is what the 90s ravers looked like. Show Fiori that. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. It looks like, you know what it looks like to me is it looks like a uh, pre-show or the after-show of a rock show that was just put on or about to go on, and they're playing like, Terrible music that the people that are there to see the show don't want to see. Don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah, like two people are dancing. This everybody's dancing, but they're all doing like this Smurf move. It's like they're just kind of like hopping. They're just not sort even of off like, the ground. Like they're just shaking. I can't even describe what they're doing, <laughs> but it's ridiculous. You can tell they're like all methed out. Yeah, you you just got to go to this page and check it out. It's called Back to the Past. It's on Facebook. But you can hear the music. Put that right up to the mic. We'll give them a couple seconds. And there you go. <laughs> Enjoy, folks. Uh, there's your visual content that you have to look up. We got homework for you. <laughs> what do you think of that, Fiori? <laughs> Looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> you mean you saw the movie, or uh, were you there? <laughs> it looks like that scene in Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Don't they all die? <laughs> oh, man. It looks nothing like that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right. Let's see. I, there's a couple. We covered uh, Battle Angel. I was going to get into that because um, that used to be an anime. And I was into, uh, last time we talked, Sean, I was into Goblin Slayer on the Crunchyroll network, streaming network. Uh, have you seen Goblin Slayer yet? It's 13 no. episodes. Uh-uh. Just great. It harkens back to the old D&D days. Oh. And it, you're, you're, it's like watching a role-playing game happen. Hmm. Do you watch it? Do you, I know you watch a little bit of anime. You, no? Yes, but, but no. <laughs> no, not that one. It's good. It's only 13 episodes, but there's going to be more episodes. What's but this on Netflix? It's on Crunchyroll. It's Crunchy a streaming Roll. network for people like me that have Roku. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's a cool... There's limitless an, anime on there. But yeah. I have a fire stick. Maybe I'll have to get a Roku. Yeah, I, yeah look into that. that, that yeah. I definitely would recommend that. Crunchyroll. Uh, we're talking about that. Oh, okay, well, Mindhunters, I'm watching that on Netflix. Have you gotten into Mindhunters yet? You know, I haven't, and I, I probably, that's one of the things that I feel bad about since it was uh, taped here, the first season. Yeah. You I, know, and I have a prop uh, from it over here. Too. There were a bunch of people that said, you know, come on down, and, and uh, I wasn't getting a warm and fuzzy feeling from the producer, so I decided not to. Oh, really? To. Yeah. That envelope, Sean, that's, that's a prop. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the envelope says evidence. This is actually a prop? That's a prop from the show, yeah. Oh, wow. They sold props. Uh, we bought a few things. I got a stack of vinyl. Everything was in the 70s left in a warehouse. And they just sold them to, for three days they had a sale. And we got all kinds of insane things like that. But, um, yeah, uh, like, you know, I appear in one or two episodes. I, it's funny. Going through it a second time, I can't find myself now. But I'm on <laughs> one of the airplane scenes. <laughs> but uh, what a great show. You're in there. The season two is coming up, too. I don't, you're not caught up on it or you don't watch it? I, I haven't watched it yet. I, I intended to watch it 
It's good. Just like I intended to watch the new season of True Detective. Oh, yeah, the first season. But I haven't gotten to... First season's great. Yeah. I didn't get... I won't watch the second one just because people said, but I, from what I see, nobody's happy with it. I watched the second season of True Detective, and I appreciated it. I liked it. It was better than most things, okay. I think, but it wasn't what the first season was. And, and the I, first season was really good. I was also on Netflix, too. I threw this guy this at you guys, but you didn't see it either. But what's called the Curlian, with a K, Curlian Frequency, K-I-R-L-I-A-N. And this is a, um, it's animated, but it's, uh, they're short stories, short horror stories told. The narrator is working at a radio station or possibly a podcast. And it's a town that's off the map, off the grid. And he tells, he narrates these stories happening in the town when visitors come there and basically get eaten by monsters. <laughs> Every story seems to be a different monster. And the animation is very creepy, but not what you think. It's not like anime or anything. Very creepy depictions of the story being portrayed. And it, they have real radio broadcasts that somebody recorded, obviously, for the purpose of the show. So it sounds like it's really happening. It's really cool. It's probably the coolest thing I found on there in a while. I'm going to have to check uh, that out. Yeah. Any other picks for you guys? I know you. You've got a million and one movies, but... <laughs> no, nothing? I just finished... Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you since, you, since you brought it up, yeah, there is a, a an indie movie coming out. Uh, I hope I got the date right. I think it's March 5th that it'll be officially released. Uh, it's called The Unseen. Ooh, I've heard of this. I like this. I this we, we this was very this. good. Uh, in it. fact, I was just talking with a movie rep today, and uh, uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, geez, probably way before you guys were born, there was a movie called The Incredible Melting Man. Yes, and it was a you know seventies schlock B horror film, but it was the first major work for Rick Baker. Hmm. Yes, who is. Who was the director on that? Um, no, I'm lucky I remembered Rick Baker. No, I, mean, I, th just... I think I had him on my show. Do you have any idea how many weekends yeah. have been from the 70s till now? That just... <laughs> That's Those brain cells are long gone. But this movie called The Unseen is pretty good. If you take the concept of um, The Incredible Melting Man mm -hmm. and you mix it with The Invisible Man. Now, I'm talking about the original Invisible Man, H.G. Wells, not that literary crap that came out afterwards right you know the the real the real invisible man what about the Wells. chevy chase invisible man <laughs> that's the one. yeah yeah that's the guy that? <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's the one yep, yep. uh and, and you kind of mix those two stories together you get what this was it's not it's not a like boo scary but it, it's it's got some really good special effects and it's a really good story it's and it kind of sticks with you yeah really? i, I kind of liked it a lot it was called the unseen Okay. And it was made up uh, on the Great White North, eh? They make a lot of. So good. we're gonna have, uh, you know, everybody's talking hockey, and uh, they're getting a, a boot things, you know. Well, that's hey, a good segue. <laughs> that's a good segue because Sean has a, a pick for our final song in a, in a couple minutes here. Uh, a Canadian band that's yeah. oh, back yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you picked the song. Oh yeah. You want me to announce it? Yeah, you can announce it, but what? we're not gonna play it yet because we gotta get back into something. But all right, we'll just we'll leave them with that. We got a Canadian group coming up. <laughs> and it's a remake from the eighties. Yeah. Oh no, we gotta tell them. All right, you yeah. do it. It's uh it's a band called Frontline Assembly. Uh it's led by Bill Lieb and Reese Fulber, and uh they have another band called Delirium. But anyways, we're talking about Frontline. Mm -hmm. Uh they did a remake of Rock Me Amadeus. 
and it's getting mixed reviews from people that are you know frontline fans or some some really love it and some are like why would you do that what <laughs> possessed you to do this i actually that, like actually it a lot what you said <laughs> yeah I, I like it a lot i like it but yeah if you, if you're, he likes the original but it it has its place yeah no not fun. Yeah, it was fine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to say. I love it. No, it was great. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, but I guess that's what they're dealing with on their site right now. Uh, well, on YouTube, is it YouTube that's getting all the hits? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I see a lot of it on Facebook comments. You know, because I'm a, I'm on Facebook. I'm not any on any other. Well, YouTube's not a social media platform. Okay. Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. But but I'm not on any of the other platforms. So. Well, uh, before we, we will get to hear the song in its entirety, a uh, couple of comic book anecdotes I like to throw out there, and I like to throw out there since we have our guests here as well. I'm following the Dark Crystal series. Um, it's a 12-issue series that's going to be a prequel to the upcoming whatever. Hmm. They're doing something. Aren't they doing a prequel for Netflix? You remember the Dark Crystal? Right? I think I heard yeah. about that. The, uh, def- Netflix has the rights it. to it. They're doing a prequel. But this comic book series is taking place before... Well, if you remember the characters, the Gelfling, they get wiped out by Garsons, whatever they were, and the sketches. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the comic book series is pretty good, but uh, I'm not a fan of the art. The story's good, but the art, and you, you were looking at it the last time you were here. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I wanted a little bit more out of that, but I just completed the Jeepers Creepers comic book series, too. They only went, it was a five-issue limited series. Really? That was really good. That was a really good uh, comic book series. I think they're supposed to be working on a fourth movie i that. i have to say i'm a fan i, I, I hope know, they are. and i know you know too of the background behind that with the director uh, oh yeah scallon scallon what's his name i forget his name but he has some like yeah. legal issue or yeah, something yeah because he uh oh yeah well not on the set of jeepers creepers but he did a movie called clown house mm-hmm. and one of the kids in the movie accused him of fondling being fondled yeah. And that's where a lot of people's people don't like Jeepers Creepers. They don't want to follow this guy. So better that we don't say his name anyway. But yeah, um, I did like Jeepers Creepers though. Do you? Are, how are you a fan of those? I, I like the first one a lot. Yeah, second one's just a body count. Yeah, the, but does the second one the actually of... take place after the third one? Because the third one just came out last year. Uh. Yes, you are correct. I'm the thinking... third one takes place the next day. Yes, the timeline. And the lines. second one is later. You're right. And the fourth one is going to center around the sister coming back to get him 15 years later. So they're making it in a timely fashion. Yeah. So I, I, I like those movies. So I, eh, what can I say? But yeah, your point, did you like three or you didn't see three? No, I saw all of them. I, I liked probably in the order one. Mm-hmm. Three two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm like that too. One three two. Hey, I, since we have a movie critic here, I want to mm-hmm. know what did you think of Alien Covenant when that came Ooh, out? Good question. Oh, you probably shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> <laughs> My friend says that he thinks it's like a show. Two hundred folks. TV... We're going for three hours tonight. <laughs> he thinks it's like a TV episode that really wasn't that well fleshed out. I'll go with that. Yeah. I think your friend's spot on. Let Let, let me tell you one of my biggest peeves. In the original Alien, all right, Mm -hmm. when they're talking with Ash, Mm -hmm. they discover that he's not human. Mm -hmm. He says to the crew, you have no idea what you're dealing with, do you? It's the perfect organism. It instantly adapts to whatever environment it's in. Perfect monster. Great alien. And they shot it all to hell in the second one because Stan Winston came up with this great idea. Let's turn them all into bugs. 
Hmm. Let's let them have hives and a queen and all this good kind of stuff. And they were shooting these aliens like hmm. you go to a you know Kennywood Park and start popping them off. Hmm. Uh-huh. You know, and from that point on, they wrecked the entire series. Hmm. There was nothing worthwhile after the first one mm-hmm. because they went away from the basic premise. The perfect organism. Yeah. You can't kill it because it instantly adapts to its environment. Yeah. Huh. So. I never thought of it like that, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's and good... people that aren't horror fans like the sequel because it was considered an action movie, so they could go to see a movie that wasn't necessarily the horror genre, but they went to see this action film, like you know, and they yeah. liked it better than the first because they didn't really like horror movies. Did you or, like Prometheus? I, they really weren't trying to go alien originally with yeah. that, but... No, this whole idea of, you know, uh, they've tried to turn it around somewhere where somehow man was responsible for the alien. And that that just, that went so far off track. I I think even Geiger got mad at it. Probably. In his final days. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The the first one really is a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. I never get sick of it. The director's cut, I watch that over and over. I mean, that that brought things back for me because I was always shocked that Dallas died. And, yeah. and halfway through, you know, yeah. he was gone. And he's like, you know, that's the quintessential hero. Nope, Captain, gone. And then to find that she finds him later, it, it brings back... Yeah, the mystery was cool that he was just gone. But it, I thought it was cooler when she found Brett and him hanging yeah. on the wall. That brought back all the nightmares of old. See, I, I remember when uh, that movie uh, Pandorum was going to come out and you saw the previews and it looked like this was going to be this amazing horror movie kind of a la alien and then i saw the movie and i liked the movie but the music in the movie really kind of killed it for Uh, me uh, that'll do it they were yeah like lords of chaos (laughs) different but different different, but the same bad i'd like to say hi to all my fans in norway (laughs) (laughs) wait a second Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, be getting hate mail. <laughs> no, no, I've gotten a few of those. It's not a big deal. doesn't mean it's all bad. <laughs> um, anyway, but back to the 70s, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, I just, I've been collecting that comic book too, which has been true to the original series and the new series. Just ended. That was another comic book I totally enjoyed. It's over. Um, and Daredevil. They ended Daredevil at issue 612. And I'm wondering if it had anything to do with the series and whatever. That, but you couldn't hide the fact that the last three issues are called The Death of Daredevil. Hmm. So that's not a spoiler. <laughs> but sitting on the shelf next to it was Daredevil number one. <laughs> wow. So true to form Marvel, they somehow kill him off, bring him back. I don't know yet, folks, because I have to read 12 issues to catch up. Anyway, that's, that's, that's that. Anyway, I'm still collecting Robotech comic books like crazy. They developed the story, and it's so awesome for you comic book geeks out there and anime geeks. But that's pretty much all I've got. A um, couple of new bands out there. Oh, you guys have anything else you want to throw out there? we got to get your information out there again. What information is that? Where you're from and how to get your oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you are uh, someone who enjoys excellent prose, then you want to go to the blog, which is outtakeswithfiori.blogspot.com. And if you'd rather just see this very charming and handsome face. There you go. You can go to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash users slash right critic. And if you want to see a whole show with my uh, reviews, plus uh, uh, a lot of times exclusive behind the scenes. Uh, oh, let me tell you a story about that. There you go. You can catch those. <laughs> on. Hey. So we go we go to uh, we go to Alita, the battle angel. And we're uh, we're uh, we out of time. No way. Oh, no, OK. No, no, and no. and oh, no. we're sitting there watching the review. 
And the guy says, you know, because you're a special preview audience, we're going to have some special things at the end, so we ask you to stay in your seats and watch these special things, and then we'll come get your opinion. So I said, well, okay. Well. Now, before this, I had been talking to the studio, and uh, I said, you know, do you have anything exclusive I could use, you know, like making of behind the scenes? They said, yeah, we have this piece. It's about four and a half minutes. I said, I'll use the whole thing. I said, give it to me. I'll use the whole damn thing. I, well, it's four and a half minutes. I don't care. You know, I'll give you an eight-minute segment on the movie. Give me the give me the exclusive <laughs> footage. What do you think they showed after the the premiere? That was, you know, oh no, yes, the exact same thing. It comes on, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, "Son of a bitch!" I don't believe they did this. Oh my god! <laughs> so if you were at the Pittsburgh premiere of Alita: Battle Angel then you've already seen it. But considering that was only one theater with maybe 200 people in it, mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to see it if you watch the show, and you can see the complete show on Vimeo. I think that was show number 563. Yeah, I, I told people on the last show that people will hear later. Yeah. <laughs> you've been doing this for a long time. Long time. Now, what's a long time again? 25? Oh, good Lord. I wish 25. I started... Uh, I was after, wrong, Sean. I thought... yeah, as soon as I got out of college in 1976, mm. I started doing movie reviews for some local newspapers here in the Pittsburgh area. And I jumped over to radio for about a year. And then after that, I went over to TV. And I've been doing the TV show since 88. Wow. Once again, probably before you guys were No, born. no, no. I was, <laughs> I was in high school, just graduating. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Him and so, something else. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we the show's done pretty good. I'm happy. We've won uh, uh, four different videographer awards. We've won a telly award. Uh, people here in Pittsburgh put together the... Uh, uh, community uh, media awards they had their inaugural awards uh, last year and i won mm. producer of the year for that so it, it's garnered some some awards along the way i'm kind of happy about that and, awesome but, yeah i've been doing it congratulations that's awesome time. yeah well we're yeah. honored to have you on the show that's good i mean and you know of course you're always welcome back as you know it's fun to be yeah here. we will do this more often sean will have a million questions for you <laughs> probably um yeah definitely <laughs> Um, let's see. I, for me, folks, you know to find me on Facebook and uh, Twitter is at Fairly Dark, and the website for everything, including all these episodes, www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Buy a book if you can. Keep the keep the thing rolling. Help us out. And uh, Sean, where are you from? <laughs> I am from. Facebook. <laughs> I'm only on Facebook, folks. It's so every episode, <laughs> I can't let I can't get him to branch out. I can't get him to branch out. Oh gosh. Well, with that in mind, let's see a couple of quick music bites. Uh, not bites, but bits. I want to throw out there because I think Sean may know this band. Uh, something to look into the for the future and future shows. A California hardcore band, but I say new hardcore because there's no hardcore bands anymore. It's all new. Mm -hmm. Turnstile. California band. Look into them. I enjoy the two videos I saw. Two songs I heard, I should say. And there's a video. Um, yeah, Turnstile. One word. They're fun. And I just heard a song today I like from Death From Above. Romantic Rights. That's another song band to look into. Death From Above have been around, but um, I... I like this new one. Is it Death from Above 1979? No, I Death don't from think above. so. Yeah, it just said Death from Above. It was on um, it was on XM on one of their new music stations. And uh, Romantic Rights is what a song. What kind of music was it? It's definitely alt rock, uh, a yeah. little more guitar driven. Um, hmm. I'll check it out. Punkier, punkier, yeah. if you will. 
Turnstile is definitely hardcore, but you'll like the vocals. Hardcore, like sick of it all hardcore. And kind of, yes, like that. And like um, uh, our boys over in uh, Hatebreed, mm. but not as gruff. The vocals aren't as gruff. It's more yeah. clean, California sounding. Okay. And, and that is a thing. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I want to thank Fury from Fury, Outtakes with Fury, for being here again. That was a lot. I'm like, yes, just that. And Sean back again. And uh, man, go back and listen to some old episodes. We had some great guests uh, in the end of last year. And definitely check out the Electric Six interview with Dick Valentine. Hilarious. All right, guys, you want to say goodnight? Night. Good night.
Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 